Welcome everyone to Que Golazo. Well, I am very, very, very happy to introduce our guest for today. Excuse me while I freak out a little bit over here. It's my absolute pleasure to welcome Thierry Henry, one of the greatest players the game has ever seen. A World Cup champion, a Champions League champion, La Liga, Premier League titles, and France's all-time scorer. The list of accomplishments and accolades just go on. But this is about Thierry Henry, the manager who is looking ahead to MLS Decision Day as his Montreal Impact, currently holding one of the final spots for the playoffs, face DC United on Sunday at 3.30 Eastern. Thierry, welcome to Keo Lasso. It's an absolute honor. Bonjour, ça va? How are you? Bonjour, bonjour. I'm okay. I hope that you're okay too, Luis. I'm good. I am good. Listen, before we begin, Thierry, I'm going to tell you a very quick anecdote because actually, my friend, this isn't the first time me and you have met uh, we have met once face to face. It was back in 2003, 2004. I was in acting school in New York City trying to be an actor. And, uh, you were obviously still in Europe and it was Christmas time. And I was in Soho in Manhattan looking at a store window. And I was my, I was with my friend, this American girl. I turned to my left and I see you and I freak out and I yell, Thierry Henry and my friend says, oh, is this your friend from college? Because she doesn't know anything about soccer. And you were very kind. You said, yes, I'm his friend from college. And because there was no social media at the time, I asked you to be my voicemail messaging service, and you kindly did that. So I thank you, Thierry, and it's an honor uh, to just be joined with you once again. <laughs> no at all. Yeah, I remember that. It was funny. Um, yeah, it is what it is. You know, like I said to, to people so many times, if you, if you approach people in the right in the right manner, then you know you're gonna get the right answer. So yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I mean, listen, like there was no way I was gonna say anything other than that. And apologies, because I yelled at you because oh, I was so excited. <laughs> normal stuff, you know. Hello, hi, how are you, and stuff like that. Then people usually respond to that. That's it. Exactly. Respect will be given, just as respect is earned. All right, let, let's talk about business. First, Thierry, there are five teams in contention for the last two playoff spots in the Eastern Conference. Montreal Impact currently in ninth. You face DC United. How are you feeling about the game as we approach decision day? It's going to be tough. You know, it's always tough when you play against a team that carry momentum. A loss against uh, New England. Uh, you know, they could have won that game. They won three in a row before that. So right now, as you know, I've been in this league before. I've played in this league. I've seen teams carrying momentum just before the playoffs and uh, and they wanted to win it, believe it or not at times. And so you know how it is. Um if you if you go on a on a good run at the right time, then then you can achieve stuff. And for us right now we're gonna play against a team that are in a good moment. I know they lost their last game, but when you look at the last game, you know, you could have said and argued the fact that they could have won it. And we are not in a good good momentum, if I can say, but that doesn't mean uh, we're going to 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 collapse, right? And so Whenever we find ourselves in this type of situation, it happened before where we are uh, three defeats in a row, we managed to bounce back. But we have, uh, we're going to have to do that away from home again, by the way, because even playing at home is away from home, as you, as you know, which, which is something that, like I said, you know, I mentioned it a couple of times and it, there are not excuses. It's a fact. If you're not playing at home. Forget about the home advantage, which is already a point. But if you don't have any fans also, although we had some fans, it doesn't really change so much, but what does change in all fairness is the not going home. 
not going and see your family, you guys not seeing their kids, not going, not being in your own habitat, coming back to the hotel again. Understand me well, there's more difficult stuff in the world than that. But a, perf- a, a player to perform at his best, he needs to have his envi- he needs to add uh, to have sorry his environment in order to perform, and that's a difficult part for us. Having saying that. Uh, we're gonna have to go to DC and battle because it's gonna be a battle and, uh, and see what's happening. We know if we win, we don't have to look at the, at the result. We know if we draw, we knew, we can look at the result in a maybe better manner than if we lose. If we lose, then you don't deserve to go there. If we lose, you're not going to, to go through, uh, losing four games in a row. That means if you go through, then that's more than luck. It's not because we, we, we went for it. So it would be great if we can uh, if we can win there. But DC know also that if they beat us, they have a chance of being there. Inter, Miami, Chicago. I'm not going to name everybody, but everybody's in the mix. Atlanta. So we will see what's going to happen. You know, you bring up a really good point, Thierry. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, it's actually my next question, because I had Gonzalo Iwain on the show as well, who recently came to the league from Europe. Obviously, like you said, you know MLS inside and out, playing it, managing it now. Uh, listen, how has it been for you? This year, I mean, it's hard for all of us, as you mentioned, but dealing with the pandemic, the fight against racial injustice, the bubble tournament, and then restarting the season, it's a lot. You know, you never mind a player or a manager, but for a human being, it's just, it's been a very unique year. How has it been for you? First and foremost, Luis, let's all be honest. It has been, like you said, hard for everybody. People lost their job. People lost family, family members. People lost their lives. People, uh, you know, little, little companies will never exist again. So let's put, let's put stuff in perspective, perspective. Sorry, we're playing football, right? Now, if you enter the debate of football, uh, this is something I, I, someone asked me the other day, how, oh, you know, you have experience in this. How do you deal with us? I, I never experienced that. I never experienced not going home. I never experienced dealing with a team that's not going to see their family and personal problems that we have as human beings and as individuals and as a group. And so, at the end of the day, you know as much as it is. People do not care about what's happening internally sometimes in a team or individually for a player. But I can tell you, I never had to deal with in my in my wildest dream. And again, we're talking about football and we're not talking about life and death because if we talk about that, it's been difficult for everybody. But since we're talking about football, the longest I've been away from home is when I had to play a big tournament, right? But my family could come and see me and visit uh, quarterfinal of the, of the, of the World Cup or, or you're in a group stage, you see your family. Not being able to see your family if you're a player, it's hard. This is what we had to deal with this year. Us, Vancouver and Toronto. No other team. So if you look at everyone went to the bubble, everyone went to the bubble, but everyone went to the bubble. For us, Canadian teams, it's, 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 it's a tough one because you lose games. And you go back to the hotel. You cannot resource yourself and recharge because you don't see your beloved one. You don't go home. You cannot disconnect. All you think about is the game and you need to disconnect. If you're not ready to play emotionally, mentally, the performance won't be the same. Forget about then after I go back to what you said before. We had four to five pre-seasons. When we go home, we can't train. When we go home, we cannot train because we have to be in quarantine. How are you going to perform? You come back, you play every three days, which I'm not complaining that the, the league has to do what they have to do and we have to adapt. Understand me well. But on the other side, how are you going to, how are you going to perform? It's very difficult. Having said that, that doesn't mean that we couldn't close 
the deal way before instead of finding ourselves in this type of situation. I'm just giving you the picture of how hard it is and how hard it was for every single team. I'm not trying to be, uh, oh, we are, no, 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 no. But on a personal point of view, as a coach and as a leader of the group and even the group, it was difficult and it still is difficult. Now, do you have to just collapse and let it be? No, you try to battle. But yes, I will be honest with you. It was hard. It is hard, but we have to go forward, carry on battling. We still somehow in the race of the playoffs. I don't know how actually, but we're still in. Uh, no, it is what it is. You know, you have a lot of team in this type of situation, as you know, and as we mentioned before, but we need to find a way. But as if you're asking me, was it hard? Yes, it was hard. Did I have to experience, did I experience that before? No, I learned. And I still learn day by day with this situation, like everybody in the world right now. But to be able to perform, we went to, I don't know how many bubbles for us it is now, because that's how it is. You, you just have to deal with it, but not being able to, to go home, to recharge. Uh, all the other teams can do that after a defeat or after a win. You need to disconnect. And right now we cannot do that. But again, understand me well. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you how the movie is. No, this is exactly why I asked, Thierry, because I think that people, and this is what I mentioned in the other episode, people forget in sports, never mind soccer, never mind MLS, people forget in sports that these are human beings that are playing. These are human beings that are managing. These are human beings that are coaching. So, you know, in order, like you said, you have to disconnect. And unfortunately, this year has been very difficult to do that. So, you know, as not just a, a, a journalist or a host of the show, as a fan, I just... I think I speak on behalf of so many, like we thank you for at least providing some kind of entertainment because it hasn't been easy on any of us. Uh, so I really thank you for that. Um, let's, let's move on. Let, let's, let's try and lift up the spirits here. Montreal is one of my favorite cities in the world, Thierry. Um, you know, how do you, how do you like it? You know, before everything hit, of course, but how do you like uh, living there and, and just being part of that community? And, you know, even when you're distance yourself, how, how do you see the city? It's a great city. It's difficult for me to talk about it more than people that have been living more than me there because on and off we went to the bubble. Then you had to stay in quarantine. It was very difficult at time to feel and see the city. But one thing I always have in my mind is that, you know, I, I went through COVID time and still going through COVID time with that city. Mm. So regardless mm. of what's going to happen, I'm always going to be attached to that city in that way. You know, uh, I always say, you know, people are extremely nice, polite, welcoming, Helpful. Uh, what I like with Montreal also is, is the, the, the diversity, uh, the amount of different ethnicity that you can find in, in, in this town. It's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, people speak French, Spanish, Italian, uh, you know, wherever they're coming from, you know, it, they can, they can be from Cameroon originally or whatever. But at the end of the day, one thing that I sense and all the time it comes back, they're Quebecois, you know, first and foremost. Then everyone understands that they all arrive there somehow. But it also starts somewhere. So they're Quebecois. Yeah. That's, that's something that I felt right from the start that is very important for that team. Uh, also, because when you look at the town, I always like to compare town and teams because usually you should be the reflection of where, of, of where you live. And when you look at our team, it's, that's exactly how it is. You know, you have black coaches, uh, mixed with white coaches. You have guys that are originally from Cameroon. You have guys that are originally from 
from Argentina in the team. Uh, I, I'm not going to name all the all the nations that we have in our teams in our team. Sorry, but this is how Montreal is a welcoming uh, and opening um, uh, um, town. Uh, you know, for me, when you when you I live in big towns, and obviously New York City, uh, London, and people sometimes don't stop for you. Although, you know, people are extremely nice in New York. I, I like the directness of people in New York. What you, what you see is what you get if you want to know. And if you're not ready for what you're going to get as an answer, don't ask. They will let you know. But in, uh, in Montreal, people are, are, are nice. And so, uh, always nice. And so I'm always like, oh, wow, that's, 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 that's nice and, re- and refreshing. Not in a bad way, but you know, uh, it's really nice. So that, 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 um, feeling that I have about, about the town, first and foremost, because of COVID time, I went through COVID time in Montreal. So the town, whoever was living there or is living there at the minute, helped me going through that moment and still now. And, you know, you have a family at home and then suddenly you have a family also with your team. Uh, and so, uh, and, and the town that you're living, people in and around came together to try to go through that process and still trying to go through that process. So, like I said, like you said also before, sometimes through football, through sport or through music or through something else or trying to, I, to put your mind somewhere else. That is why at times, you know, we, we would like or wanted to give more pleasure to the guys that are following, following impact. But it's also hard for us on the other side. You know, people are suffering like we are also at times. Uh, but the coming together of uh, understanding the situation, uh, I think, I think has been, has been, uh, great at time, at time, at time, sorry, with, uh, with the town. So I have nothing to say bad, bad about this, uh, this town, you know, been welcoming and helped me right from the start. The support has been great. Yeah, it's a great, great city. Listen, you have a unique perspective on MLS, uh, you know, as we talked about. Where do you see the league itself right now in terms of growth and how it's now a bridge of business, right? Look at Alfonso Davies, Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, Gio Reyna started an academy here. More and more stories of just that product and how, like, Europe is now looking at MLS and saying, listen, there's legit talent here. How do you see the league? Because you know it so well. Listen, you had guys that went... Back in the days to play, don't forget Brian Brian McBride, don't forget London Donovan, don't forget Tim Harvard, don't forget Keller, don't forget a lot of players. The story has been there before. The story has been there before. Now, uh, uh, Clint Dempsey, by the way, you know, now I would like to say that maybe those players are playing in bigger teams, uh, not having a go at the others because I have massive respect for them. But they're playing in bigger teams, having a big impact with those big teams. And so therefore, suddenly people are saying, uh, you know, that, that is a, that it is a bit better. And, and at the end of the day, when you want to look at it, yes, it is a bit better, but players were all, all, players always, always went overseas before. But now they're performing with the highest, uh, team at the highest level and playing as a starter. And so that's the difference for me. And when you go back, I always said, look at the amount of people that live in the U.S. If you, really, if you really want to have a go at being the best, you can be the best. Because when you take Iceland, that's capable of qualifying for the Euro, the amount of people in Iceland, it's, it's, you don't even have that in Seoul, in New York. So, and they qualified 
for the Euro and, and, and you have guys that are playing also in Europe. So for me, it's just like, it's just, uh, I was like, always like, you, that should be the case. That should be that the, the US team uh, should dominate and fight and be up there with some of the big guys because the advantage that the US has is the diversity of this, of this beautiful country. You have the diversity uh, of, of, of the, the, the mix of any mix that happened, the, the, the land of the free, uh, as, 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 as it is and, and, and is well said, uh, uh, in the national anthem. But maximize that, use it. Uh, if you put your mind into it, you can always achieve something. And so am I surprised? Not really, because there is talent. The more people you're going to have playing, the, the, the more chances you're going to have, uh, obviously, talent in front of you. And so it is great to see. It's great to see for the U.S. the U.S. game. It is great to see how the league is going forward in terms of, you know, I go, I, I go to stadiums now. The field is perfect. Stadiums are, are immaculate. You still have some old stadium. It is what it is. And I understand uh, the beef of some people of keeping their stadium and not having a new one if you already have one right from the start that you own. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not my battle. Uh, but when you look at, for example, some of the facilities and the, and the, and the, you know what, what also I wanted to mention is people do not mention it. If they're coming together this year. I will be honest with you and, and, and understanding what's at stake and, and that we needed to help each other because yes, it was difficult, but the MLS team came together and helped each other because look at where we are. We are in New Jersey. And I'm not saying that because I played with the Red Bulls, but I can only thank them to, 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 for what they did for us. They didn't have to give us their building, uh, the academy building in order to train. They could have said to us, use one dressing room, come and leave. They, they're washing our clothes. They're helping us. Um, that's what I'm talking about. That's what the MLS became because we understood this year that we all have to help each other. And so the Red Bulls are helping us because we're obviously not playing at home. We're using their training facility. They gave us the whole building of their academy, uh, and they didn't have to do it. And that's what I'm talking about. This is what the MLS is about at the minute. And so with all the, the stuff that I mentioned before that, that nobody can control, right? It is what it is. You have to accept it, analyze it, and see how we can grow from it. And sometimes it won't happen this year. It might happen next year that we understand what, what happened this year. Not only, not only on the sport uh, matter, but also in life. Sometimes you're a late reactor. Sometimes you're a quick reactor. Uh, uh, but you, you, you have to find a, a, a solution. And that's why it is. That's why I'm talking about the MLS in terms of, yes, revenues are great. Well, obviously, COVID time and things were great. If you want to get a franchise now, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So things are going, are going well. Uh, the MLS's back was a su- successful tournament, regardless of how the games were. So at the end of the day, we, we, all of us trying to make sure that the league can survive, you know, in this difficult time, like everybody else, like any, uh, job or anything that you have, like yours, and you're trying to make sure that you can uh, keep the show alive, right? And so, but the coming together for me this year is, is the, is the, the most important thing, you know, and uh, again, I know I went a bit, a bit south with the question, but I'm sure you got what you wanted, but I just wanted to thank also the Red Bulls for what they did because they didn't have to accommodate us that much. No, you did not go south. I want more and more and more, Thierry Henry. This is, this is good. I mean, people forget that MLS, you know, NBA, NFL, NHL, whatever it is, MLS is the most multicultural North American league 
in the continent and people forget that. So, you know, you, you, you said it right there. Okay. Listen, uh, because I believe you allowed me to ask you this. All right. And I have to. Okay. Let me ask you about Arsenal for a second. Mikel Arteta is, uh, Arteta is doing very well. It seems that there is finally an identity with Arsenal. Okay. Um, I, I'm Peruvian, but I grew up in England. I've watched Arsenal through and through. I watched you with Arsenal. I'm an Aston Villa fan. I watched you punish my Villa for so long. Now you're looking at Arsenal. They're playing Villa this weekend. Um, how do you think Arteta's doing uh, with the Gunners? How, how, do you, how do you see it? First and foremost, you can see uh, an identity, a togetherness. Uh, like I always said, game is long. To build a team, it doesn't happen just like that overnight. I always use club. As an example, now, I remember when he first arrived. I don't know if you remember, he couldn't hold the lead. Yeah, they were two nil, three two, three nil, three three. They scored, they conceded four. It took him maybe two and a half to three years to have a competitive team. Now everybody respects what he does, and rightly so, by the way, because he's a hell of a manager. But then he went on to, from them understanding what he wanted, now he went to buy pieces that were missing on Dyke. Alison and some others now, Fabinho and some mm-hmm. at the beginning, it took him two, yeah, I would say two and a half years or so to, to, for them to understand his philosophy because that doesn't happen overnight. And we're talking about Liverpool, right? So I know we're talking about Arsenal, but when you're going to be the boss after the big man? So obviously Unai Emery was, now it's Arteta. It's not easy to go after Arsene Wenger. Not easy at all. But what I see with Mikel is the passion is back. A certain happiness is back. Uh, obviously, he gave them a, a good solidity. Now he needs to deal with what he needs to deal with, Osil case and uh, and other cases that that doesn't happen overnight. When you inherate uh, um, uh, a team from someone, you need to make sure that you can clear some stuff because it just doesn't happen overnight. Like I said, and then people are like, oh, 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 he didn't give all those contracts to some of those players. So he, he needs to make sure that he needs to bring the players that he needs to adapt to his system. And that takes time. And on top of everything, in this league, it takes even more time because the competition is crazy, right? When you look at already, I don't know when was the last time where after six, I think it was six to seven games, every team already lost a game. Every team already lost a game. It's, I, I don't remember that. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but... After six games, I don't, I don't remember every single team already with one defeat. So it, it means what it means. It's not easy for even the team that are well prepared, well organized. And you have to put also, people like to talk. And rightly so. That's the beauty of the game, right? But when I see that people forget that if you went deep in the Champions League last year, what, what holiday did you have? Nothing. You had nothing. And I know people will be saying, oh, they're getting paid for it. I know. But you need to perform. And sometimes when you're tired, uh, you know, when I, when I see people still having a go at Messi because of whatever reason, I laugh. I laugh because people forget that in the last week or last month, he went to play in Ecuador and he went to play in Bolivia. Right? Nobody's putting that in the bracket that he had to take 12 hours playing and people, you can't even walk in Bolivia for us coming from Europe. You'll pass out. And then he traveled. So he played the classical. He went there. He traveled and he played again. And yeah, maybe one game is tired. And so what? We're talking about a guy that played seven, seven, obviously I'm, I'm exaggerating. 
the guy played scored more goals than he played games. And 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 to pinpoint on a guy like that, people forget that hey, we're not machines. They're not machines. And you so- are reading my mind, my friend, because that's exactly what I said about Bolivia when he played in Bolivia. And people, when people say, "Can Messi do it in a cold night in Stoke?" Have you ever tried to do it in La Paz? He's right, he's sprinting in stoppage time, in that high altitude. It's insane. It's the same. I don't know if you watch the classical. Of five, course. Five six times he went to tackle. I don't know who by the corner flag. But that doesn't make the news. That's when I'm like, I, I just don't get it. We're, we're still talking about that. You know, I mean, if you want to find some stuff, there is one guy that you have to leave alone, leave him alone. Yeah. Because when he's not going to be on the field, we're all going to cry. Yeah. I'm telling you. So I understand that you need to sell stuff and I understand that you need to, to make stories, but not with this guy. Seriously. I played with Leo. This is not the guy you need to attack because passion, he has passion. Talent, he has talent. Assist, he has assist. Does he sometimes have a bad game? Does he some, sometimes maybe not switch it, switches the game on, switches his brain on? It happens to everybody, especially with the story that I just told you. But hey, please, people need to start to respect, respect what the guy has done and not even talk about him. Please, what are we talking? We're talking about Lionel Messi. Wow. All I can say to this guy is thank you. First and foremost, because I've seen something that I've never seen before as a player in the dressing room. And second of all, because of a lover of the game. Yeah, work sometime. Yeah. It's, it's, it's okay. You went to Bolivia. Nobody, nobody said that you went to Bolivia. Nobody praises you for that because that's normal. But when you're having enough game, then that's not normal. Regardless of how it is. This guy, for me, I have massive respect for him. Understand the message, understand the image. I'm not saying that sometimes you should not battle for every ball. That's not what I'm saying. But when sometimes he doesn't leave him alone, because he has a pass, I'm sorry. Not a lot of people do have a pass in the game. If one guy can have a pass, it's him and Ronaldo. The rest, we all need to run. Is he the greatest teammate you've ever had? Well, I don't count him as a... He's not a human being for me. <laughs> one of my favorite sayings is when they say Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest player in the world, but Lionel Messi is not from this planet. I just, I just, I just, what I've seen is unreal. You know, I always say that the best teammate I've ever had was Dennis Bergkamp. Yeah, I was going to say Bergkamp. Because he was, um, he was still somehow human. But when you, when you, when you go to a certain level, Lionel Messi is just listen, out of this world. This is what. This is what I don't understand. And he, he gets his credit, don't get me wrong. He does get his credit all the time. But sometimes picking on the guy, just for the sake of picking on the guy, people, what he done for, for football, what he has done for Barcelona is second to none. Yeah. So I don't understand when people question his desire. This is what bothers me. You can have a moment. I, I walk, Sometimes some guys push the ball by me and I walked. It wasn't because of desire. Sometimes I was tired. Sometimes I just, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't, my brain wasn't following. It can happen or not happen. How can you question the desire of Leo Messi? Yeah. Really? Yeah. For people to say that, especially this summer when he obviously had his feud with Bartomeu to say that, oh, now that he's staying, he's not going to try as hard. Come on. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know what? It's, it's, it's just for me ludicrous. When I hear that, I'm, 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 what? Are we, are we questioning his, his desire? You can be bad. 
yes, he, yes, he can do better. Well, I don't even know if he can do more than that. He does more than that. <laughs> exactly. But, but questioning his desire. Please, Leo Messi is just an animal. Uh, as is past. Forget, forget about it. I'm, we can stay all day. Uh, whoever's going to come here and talk to me, we're going to have to agree and disagree. No, no, I'm, I'm with you 100%, Thierry. Do you think he should, uh, you know, what if he goes to the Premier League? Do you think he should stay in Barcelona? I don't care. You know, Wherever he goes, he'll be himself. Lionel Messi deserves happiness. Yeah. That's it. Uh, you know, when you gave the amount of joy that you gave to people, it's one of the only one that I watch that still make me go, because I, I'm stupid like that. If I watch a game and you do something very crazy, I'll just scream. <laughs> you do it at home, you just scream. But it has to be something special. He's, the, he's one of the only ones still that does that. Yeah. We, we pay to watch football because of him. No disrespect to anybody. So Lionel Messi just needs to be happy. Yeah. The rest, I don't care. If he wants to stay in Barcelona, which as you can imagine, I support all the team that I played for. Obviously yeah. Arsenal. He's Arsenal for me. There's nothing, you know, it's like Michael Jordan and the others. Yeah. For me, right. it's Arsenal. Don't even talk about Arsenal because Arsenal... And the others. But when I watch UV, even if I didn't stay long at UV, I support UV. If I didn't stay long in some club, you know, you, you, that's the, that's the team somehow that's going to stay in your heart, right? Because that's, that's the way it is. When you, when you play somewhere, you, you, you're always going to have something in your, in your, in your heart, right? And, but you're always going to battle with the team that you are or, or playing at. But, but I don't care if he says at Barcelona, if he doesn't stay at Barcelona, whatever. This is not the discussion. Lionel Messi. Deserves to be happy. And that is it for me. Just because of what he gave us all and what he's still going to give us. I just hope he's going to play football so my eyes can, can be, can be looking at something beautiful and warm my heart with, with beautiful football. That's it's, it. It's what you said. It's what you said. The day he leaves the game is going to be the saddest day and we're going to really forget about that. It's, 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 listen, it's, it's pretty simple for me. Just enjoy the guy up until he's there and stop complaining about stuff that he doesn't do. It doesn't happen often. Let's all be honest. But like I said, there is a guy, a guy that deserves a pass. You know, sometime when, when we all know that maybe not, but it's him. He's just yeah. shut up. Yeah. Final question, Thierry. Uh, listen, I could talk to you all day, but I know that you're a busy man. Final question. Um, Listen, one of the best things I've seen in recent months in MLS uh, was a video they posted on social with you on the touchline, just experiencing what a manager goes through, uh, talking through the game. Uh, but what people don't realize is what I was telling people is that, you know, and again, like I said, I grew up in England. I've watched you a million times live. And when you were playing, you do exactly the same thing. You were extremely vocal, telling people where to go, like super passionate. Do you feel that you're learning more and more as a manager, but also feel that certain traits about you have always been there because from the days when you were playing? Listen, you, first and foremost, you got to be yourself and adjust to a situation. You know, you, you, you can't be yourself all the time, completely, all the time, sorry, completely, because it's not also only about you. You need to see and adjust to what's in front of you. But you have to be yourself. You have to be yourself. And, you know, I saw that little video, but they put everything together. That didn't happen in 45, 45 seconds. No, that no. Was, uh, it was the whole game. And so all the time when you look at it, I'm always saying to guys to go forward. Turn, go forward. Don't blame others. It might have been your mistake. 
go forward. This, this one thing that I never can accept is people not trying. I can deal with failure, but I cannot deal with not trying. Because if you try to do something, then we can work on that. But if you're just there, not being brave, on and off the board, what am I working with? Like I always say, you can be the best chef in the world. If you only bring an egg for me, what can I do for you? A neuf à la coque or a, 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 a poached egg or an omelette. The omelette is going to be very small, though, by the way, because with one egg, it's not going to go far. But then put some ingredients on the table. If you don't put some ingredients on the table, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's going to be difficult. So desire is key. Being brave is key. But tell me what's the difference between what when you were in the street playing and now. Tell me where at one point, I'm, I'm talking in general. I'm talking in general. I'm not talking about my players here. I'm talking in general now. When that desire disappeared that you had in the street and when you arrived and you get the easier life. Explain to me when did that desire goes? Because what brought you in the game is desire trying to be the best and being brave. Right? When you're in the street and you're like, if, if only I had that opportunity to play, I'll show everybody what I can do. Right. And once you are on that field and you need to show everybody what you can do, sometimes there is a little, a little, a little, oh, this is where you need to get. Once you reach that point, of always wanting to, that desire, what does change from the street? If I played against you, it was you and me. I have to be the best. You might be. You will be the best if we play against me and you. One day, it's not the problem. It's how you react from falling. So if you win, the day after, I have to win. Yeah. And I will come back until I win. That's the mindset. There is no other mindset in life. Forget sport. In life, there is no other mindset. I have to win. Or you win. And I always say, or you win, or you learn. So I imagine when you watch The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, I mean, that's literally what you're saying, right? It's like, it's just the ultimate thirst for victory. You cannot beat me. That's literally what he said. And that's how you play too. It's it's simple. You know, I lost a lot of games with my team. I won a lot of games with my team. But the mindset, the mindset. When I watch... When I watched The Last Dance, I grew up with that generation, so I grew up with the Bulls. When I watched that, that what, what talked to me the most when I was young and now is he stood up every morning to make sure that he could beat the Pistons. I don't really, the six titles, no. He needed to find a way to beat the Pistons. Yeah. And as, as great as Michael Jordan was, and I told you, there is Michael Jordan for me and the others. It took him a long time to beat the Pistons, but he never gave up. And he got beat, like physically beat. Exactly, but he never gave up. He got up, tried to figure it out. And this is some, this is something that, and we might finish on this. This is something that the, I call the, the Instagram generation do not understand. They see, but they don't know how. So they see the finish line because you see on Instagram. You see stuff that you want. You see guys and this, but they don't want to know about the, how do I get there? The journey, right. How do I get there? How do, uh, why will I in on holiday when everybody goes on holiday? Are you going to the gym, work on your, whatever you need to work on? Or are you also going on holiday and combine and expecting to be better than the team that beats you all the time? It won't happen. 
you need to do extra. They don't want to know about the how. How do I get there? All they see is the finish line. You, you don't you don't watch a movie by starting with the end, right? Go at the beginning. Exactly. But they don't want to know about that. They want the end. Why? Because you see everything on social media right now. Picture, you want. Picture, I want. Picture, I want. There's not even price. The price, I want that. But how are you going to get it? How? What about the how? What about the effort? And I won't even call, talk, talk about sacrifice because sacrifices, you, you're going to do something that you don't want to do, but you're like, okay, I need to do it. No, no. You need to make efforts. It's not sacrifice. If you want to get better, it's not a sacrifice. It's a reward. Work is a reward. You know, it's, we're talking, we can talk about, about it for a long time. Let's but, do it. Let me get my drink here and uh, let me just listen to you. But you know, Luis, this, this is the thing. The mindset is desire. Desire will bring you places, not talent. Talent and desire, oh, you're unstoppable. Talent only, not good enough. Yeah. Desire, without talent, you can also succeed. I think that honestly, that is the best way to end it. Thierry Henry, I have to tell you something. Uh, I've had many interviews with many people, and I'm sure you've heard this before, so, you know, but uh, this was honestly an honor. Uh, I, I, I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, I, I'm not that much uh, younger than yours, but like I said, I've watched you plays. So I've watched you being a manager now. And to me, it's, uh, it's really, I really appreciate you talking to me, not just like a, another football fan, but, but a human being and, and just breaking down everything. It's been very hard for everybody. And it's just great to just, you know, have a conversation and get your point of view on it. Louis, at the end of the day, I always say to people, however you see me, it doesn't really matter. I'm passionate. And when you're passionate, you go to the extreme all the time. You know, you go high, you go low. Passion brings that into people. And the most difficult sometimes is to, te- to stay balanced. Yeah. But that's what also transcends people. That's why sometimes you have that, 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 that understanding with, with people. That's why I've, I had that understanding with the Arsenal fans. Because they knew I wasn't an actor. They knew when I was upset. They knew when I was happy. So they knew. So emotion... Passion, you're always going to connect with people. You're always going to connect with people. I'm just passionate, and I know sometimes the passion goes overboard. Well, that's me. I'm Peruvian, Thierry Henry. Like, I know all about passion. Don't you worry about it. Um, and not just passion, my friend, but you're honest. And you tell it like it is, and I like that. I don't know about that, but, you know, I, I think that sometimes people people don't like honesty. Uh, but if you, matter. if you know... And you did, and you do analyze yourself, then, then you can take it a bit better. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, honesty sometimes hurts, but it's more than important in order to go forward. First and foremost, you have to be honest with yourself, no one else with yourself. Amen to that. Thierry Henry, MLS decision day on Sunday, Montreal impact against DC United, a very big day. Kieran Reed, the manager, looking to his first playoff spot in MLS. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for joining Kego Lasso and CBS Sports.